Hi, I'm uh, Renee Barty. I'm the CEO of Jordan Resources. And with me today is Dr. Andy Rompel, who is the VP of Exploration. Jordan Resources is a lithium exploration company in Quebec near Val d'Or, uh, a great mining jurisdiction. We have over 16,000 hectares of land that we are actively exploring. We're right next door to a producing mine starting in April with a company called Sayona, and we're very excited about the future potential. Rene, Andy, nice to meet you both. Uh, welcome to Crux. Um, <clears throat> Rene, can you just give us a little history to the company and you know, how it started and what your involvement, you know, how you came to get involved with the company? Sure, sure. I, originally, actually, I was a shareholder of the company. Uh, I liked where it was based, and they were searching for base metals, things like nickel. And when they started uh, finding some lithium uh, on the property, I got very intrigued. This is about four years ago where lithium was nowhere near it was now. I knew lithium uh, was going to enter a bull market given what happened with electric vehicles. So I got very interested in the company. I started getting a bigger position as a shareholder, eventually joined the board, and then eventually moved to CEO when I thought, you know what, um, this company has the potential to become a, a big lithium producer if things go well, just based on some of the things that were happening. Andy joined as our VP of exploration. We began a very aggressive drill program got some extremely positive results. And just based on the closeology of where it was to the old existing North American lithium mine, I thought this is a very rare opportunity to get into the lithium space. So we've been at this for three, four years as a team, um, and we're very excited about where it's going. When did you join as CEO? When did you, when did you become CEO? I became CEO about three years ago, and uh, Andy is uh, currently the chairman of the board. So we run kind of hand in hand. We've got a fantastic board. There was a press release that came out to announce uh, Robert Bryce, who lives in Quebec, a very, very experienced uh, gentleman. He lives very close to the site. We have uh, Roger Lemaitre, who is now our VP of uh, Mining. And uh, we have some very active people at site. So we have a very aggressive uh, drill program that Andy can fill you on more. But uh, we feel that uh, we want to have, have a world-class technical team that is uh, based in Quebec and based in Toronto, where our corporate headquarters are. Thank you. Um, and, and, and Andy, so you joined about three years ago. Um, what's your background, please? My background is uh, I'm, a, I'm a geologist, uh, a structural geologist, um, and uh, I worked in South Africa for 23 years with Anglo-American. Uh, then I moved to Peru and I worked for a company called Horschel Mining uh, in, in high up in the Andes. I was the exploration manager in Mexico. I moved to Vancouver afterwards. I was the CEO of Cobalt Power when, when Cobalt was the hot commodity. Also, it, in the electric vehicle space, you need it for the batteries to keep them nice and cool and charge them quickly. So that was, that was 2016, 2017, I guess. That was between 2016 and 17. In 18, I moved over to Toronto and joined Forbes Manhattan. And uh, I think in 19, I joined Jordan. Right. And um, it, those those years that you spent in uh, South Africa with, uh, I've seen it on your CV, maybe you mentioned it, but it was with Anglo-American, wasn't it? It was um, Anglo-American, yes. And were you a field geologist through that Um um, I, I know the answer to this because I could see it on your CV that you, you spent some time in the technical studies group. Can you just uh, elaborate what that means? What it meant was whenever Anglo did a merger, an acquisition, or a capital expenditure of, of 100 million US dollars or more, a technical team, a multidisciplinary team was sent to site to have a look if 
it's technically okay. And I represented geology, and uh, with me traveled a mining engineer, a metallurgist, uh, the legal person, the financial guys, OPEX, CAPEX, the environmental guy, the hydrogeologist, everybody who has something to say in mining. And uh, I did that for more than 10 years. And the nice thing is you learn a lot about the other disciplines too. So hence, I know a little bit about the other disciplines and in the mining environment from opening a mine or finding a mine to closing down. It's that that interdisciplinary approach is so crucial, isn't it? Particularly when you're... Um trying to make a, a, a kind of a binary decision whether we buy in or we buy we don't buy in or to build or not to build. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, I started off on, on the deep level gold mines in, in South Africa in the Witwatersrand. And um, yep, many geologists, they, they get a kick out of finding some mineralization. But the question is always, can it be a mine? Is it economic? Can we exploit the ore? Is there enough? And you have to do this. This is a financial, uh, the financial side to it. And uh, well, I had to learn that in in South Africa and on this on this multidisciplinary panel. Well, the first step is finding the resource. In in a sense, you you, you can't go through that. The, the you can't build a mine. You can't you can't have a success without that first step of understanding the geology and, and defining that resource. So, in a sense, you, it, it's it. You've got to let um, the geologists have their day in the sun. You've got to let them make, uh, make their discovery, surely. That is absolutely correct. And, and leading to, to Jordan, we, we knew we had these pegmatites, but now we had to test them uh, to make sure that this is economically sound and we can actually get to, to a resource and, and then onto a reserve, which you can mine eventually. And I, I think Andy, Andy made a good point. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I think Andy made a very good point saying, uh, everyone's end goal should be, can this be a mine? And certainly with Jordan, when we got active and Andy and I uh, sort of took over the project, we realized that can this be a mine? The answer is yes, because it was a mine. Uh, there was a mine called the North American Lithium Mine that was owned by a Chinese group that was active. It was Canada's only producing lithium mine. And once we knew that someone was going to come in and, and buy that mine and turn it back on and our uh, property surrounds the entire mine. We have over 16,000 hectares that surrounds where the mine is. And Anybody can look at a map and see exactly what I'm talking about with closeology. So uh, to Andy's point, you know, can this be a mine? The, the quick answer is absolutely yes. And uh, Renee, you know, you've got a, a, a colleague in the form of Andy who's got this extraordinary experience on the technical side and the geology. Um, when you look at the junior resources sector and you, you, you've, you've got that skill set that's sitting next to you, what's your... What emerges as the strategy for um, Jordan? We know, what's, your, what's your play here? What are you aiming to do? What's the focus? Well, the focus right now is, is is drilling to prove up a resource and eventually move to feasibility. The other uh, thing that we knew was important was to get a relationship with whoever buys that mine because given um, how close we are and we surround them, we knew that let's try to build a partnership. We've been very fortunate that we have. We have a phenomenal partnership with Sayona Mining who now owns the mine. The mine is turning on in April 4th and they will be Canada's only lithium producer. And we're very much hoping that through the efforts that we do, we'll be uh, producing with them. We're working actively on a drill program with them. Uh, they are truly gonna be a partner that I think that we can uh, move from exploration to producer uh, in the not too distant future. They've, they've just, they've got an investment commitment where they can um, earn 25% in the ground. Um, is it Valet? Is it just that one property? 
they they they, they can earn twenty five percent by spending four million dollars this year. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. And the four million has already been transferred into escrow. We're just working on how to spend it and where to spend it. We have a joint committee that's uh, planning that as we speak. Uh, we have a very aggressive drill program planned. They have the option to earn another twenty five percent by putting in another six million dollars uh, anytime in the next two years. And then if it does go to feasibility, uh, they can move over to fifty one percent. But certainly. Our team, their team are working hand in hand, Andy, Roger, and their team uh, in Quebec. So we are certainly moving very aggressively forward. Uh, as I mentioned, the $4 million is already uh, in the account and transferred over. We're planning something like 24,000 meters of drilling, of infill drilling. Um, we have already extensively drilled our our portion of Valais, which is our flagship project. And uh, we were very, very close to to resource when we we joined Sayona, and then it was decided to to add more drilling to actually get the category higher from actually from from inferred to indicated. So we're aiming for an indicated resource which can be converted to to a reserve. The beauty the beauty of of Valdor is that the drilling is probably the cheapest in all over the world, all over the planet, with about $250 all in. And this is Canadian dollars, not US dollars, which is cheaper than, than any other place on the planet. Um, in exploration, what one always does is, is, is to, to define a resource, you, you d define an envelope of mineralization, then you, then you, then you de-risk within that to be able to categorize it as a resource. Have you... Have you kind of um, pushed the limits of that ex that resource uh, on to, to the easiest extent? I mean, is, is it open? Is it easy? Or are you kind of pretty much at the limits of your, uh, the kind of the, the, the first pass envelope or the balloon? No, we're not. We're not. And this is the beauty. There's plenty of open sky uh, potential for, for drilling more. And what we have done um, the, the old North American lithium mine is sitting to the west of us. And we drilled from our western border to the east, following up on, on those pegmatites. We also had a bulk sample, which we sampled, and uh, we showed results way in the economic level um, with 1.5% lithium oxide plus. So very economic grade. And then we extended the drilling towards the east, and we haven't finished drilling towards our eastern boundary. We have the permits, and we intend to, to pursue these pegmatites further to the east. And, uh, yeah, we probably have the potential for an extra 50%, if not more. And then some, because we also acquired a huge portion of ground um, just before the end of last year, which is, we call it the Valais North Northeast, and it is a huge portion which we have not explored, which we intend to explore next summer after the snow is gone. So, um, just, just so I understand, from the western border of your ground, the border with the, with the mining site, how much of the how much strike length have you got of these pegmatite dikes that is going to be within the first maiden resource? We have about explored 800 meters, and we're not we're not on our eastern limit yet. We we and, drilled and you've, you've got another potential 400 meters. We drilled lines every 100 meters, 
and we have arrived at line eight, which is 800 meters, but we've got the permits to drill line nine, 10, and 11, and we're still not done by that. Okay, so so the, 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 the I mean, there's always a decision process about when are you going to publish a resource? Um, and you've chosen, for whatever reason, to publish a resource, to, to aim for a resource now with the, with the infill drilling that you're going to be doing with the money that's available because of the the relationship with Sayona. Um, what was the, uh, perhaps Rene, you're, you're the, the best person to answer this. Um, what was the, the philosophy around putting a resource out this year rather than in a year's time? Well, because we're, we're very fortunate that what we're trying to do is, is move, as Andy said, a resource into a reserve category, and then we're able to then use that uh, rock to uh, potentially move it uh, into a mine that may or may not be close by. So from a permitting standpoint and, and the ability to take that rock and actually produce it into something special, I think we have to um, get a resource established right away. And certainly there are other areas that Andy and the team are working on. We have three world-class properties. We're focused now just on ballet, but this one is close to the mine. We want to get a resource, move into a feasibility study, uh, get that done, and then and certainly have the potential to uh, use that uh, ore into uh, the Sayona system. Is that a fair to say, Andy? Is that a fair way to say it? I just want to double check. That's absolutely true. Okay. And uh, of the $4 million, how much is going into the resource definition and, and, and this infill program? And how much will be available for uh, the Valley North Northeast kind of exploration in the summer? I, I think the, the $4 million go into the resource definition. And uh, we have to say that Sayona also joined um, Jordan as such, not just Valais, our flagship, but also Jordan as a company to 9.9%. And uh, we've got some money there, which we will use on our other projects. They're, they're also incredibly intriguing, especially at Bailager, where we have opened up three pegmatites along their strike, and uh, we sampled them, and we got good results back, and we intend to drill them after the snow is gone in, in our summer campaign. Uh, and you opened that up through identifying them from float or geophysics or mapping, and, and it was just kind of trenched off the top? There were some historical outcrops, and they were sampled in the past, and they came back with economic grade, and we decided last summer to actually open these up and uh, and sample them along the strike. In other words, instead of a small outcrop of five meters, we opened them up to two, three hundred meters along the strike so we can sample them better, A, on surface, and B, we can drill underneath them and, and look at their depth extension. And that's, you get a permit to scrape off the till and, and just get down to rocked. Exactly that. Then we apply for the drill uh, permits and, and we drill these and we've got the funds to, to do that. And Bailager has, has the potential to be the next Valet. Thank you. Um, um, Rene, what's the, what's the cash position in the company? Currently we have uh, just over $2 million in cash. Um, getting money uh, in this lithium market certainly is not hard, but our stock price is uh, still, in my opinion, extremely depressed from where it should be or will be. So we, we don't need to raise money at this time. And having a partner like Sayona, uh, who is more than happy to keep exploring ballet and increasing budgets, um, I, I don't think we'll have to worry about cash for uh, exploration or drilling or anything like that. 
And what do you think of the short-term catalysts for the for the share price? Is it getting the story out? Is it the the start of the mine? Is it drill results? Or all three? I, I think all three, but Merlin, certainly talking to companies like Crux are things that we haven't done enough to date. Uh, I think what's going to happen in short order is you're going to see a lot of uh, hopefully news flow coming out around things like Minded Money, the BMO conference, and PDAC, where you'll start to establish, I think we hope that people will start to understand how proper this Sayona-Jordan relationship is. Brett Lynch, who's their their CEO and chairman, is on the Jordan board. Uh, as Andy mentioned, they own 9.9% of Jordan. And one of the things we're going to try to express to the market is that there's very few companies that are sitting at seven or eight cents with a 20 million market cap that are 500 meters from a mine that's going on, which will be Canada's only lithium producing mine, which has the potential to go from exploration to establishing a resource and reserve, as Andy said, into a feasibility and to take that rock and actually produce uh, spodumene concentrate with it and anything else down the road. So we're in a very, very rare position. I think the biggest thing we, what I'd like to express is we haven't had the story reach enough ears and hopefully by doing things like Crux, the audience will catch on to what's going on. Um, what's the what's the timing of it? I mean, surely Seon has got years and years of development. It doesn't need um, the Valet resource at any at any point. Or just the fact that it's next door. Andy, I'll let you take that one about why why they. Uh... Well, once they once they start up mining, they will mine towards the east, which is towards us, and um, it's very difficult for them to to go any other route. So the easiest way to to start the mining is stripping towards the east which is towards our ground and this is where we prepare our ground to be ready for mining so once once they get there which is in the not too distant future we're there we've got uh, we've got by then hopefully the reserve all drilled out and then and then they have the mining permit and uh what we hear from from the lawyers about mining permits that if you have one and you need an extension you get it easier than than to start from scratch and apply for a mining permit um totally new and and, and certainly uh merlin their their easiest and closest tonnage to get to the mill is certainly working with us on where we are um, they they have a lot of tons there's no question about it but i think a lot of it is also underground and so I think this is the, the least path to resistance to get tons through the, 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 the mill. So their open pit comes up to the, your western boundary? Correct. Correct. And exactly they, right. have, they have got development tons at depth, but those are underground tons. So if they go to expand their open pit, it has to go to the east. And it's the easiest way. Yep. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Also, the beauty is that we are exploring exactly the same pegmatite swarm that they have exposed in their open pit. In other words, they know the material they're getting, which is also very important for for the metallurgy in the plant. This is the same material that they always mined before. So the knowledge of, of the ore itself is very important. We have exactly the same pegmatite swarm on our ground than they have in, in the open pit. And um, pegmatite, presumably light-colored rock, uh, what's the country rock? Is it is it very visible can you selectively mine this in an open pit yes you can and uh, very simple the pegmatite is is white um, the spodumene mineral can be very light green and the country rock uh, which is basaltic gabbroic which is very dark a dark gray in other words they're 
there are all sorters which you can make use of. And we looked at it, and Sayona has looked at it too. They want to install a, a, the first thing is an optical sorter, which is the easiest, where you, you chuck out the dark material and you let the, the light material run along the conveyor belt into the plant. And they have some other ideas, they did the studies. So yes, absolutely, you can do all sorting, chuck out the dark material and, and upgrade your head grade that goes into the plant. So, um, Rene, you've got, I can I can see why you've gone up to line eight and uh, why you may be able to push out further lines to the east, but I can understand why you've got this focus on the first 800 meters to get that up the um, the de-risking curve and, and, and the valuation curve to something that can be, can be mined. Um, you talked about 51% being available to Sayona if they take it to feasibility level. What are, what happens after that? What are the arrangements? What are the commercial arrangements around any tonnage that is um, defined uh, on the Valet property? Well, I, I think it'll be traditional uh, toll milling. And I think uh, we have to see what happens after they move to the 51%. We're still going to figure out what's going to happen with that 49, whether they have uh, discussions with us to buy out all of Valet um, or whether we keep our 49% and we go through the mine with them uh, hopefully and then we see uh what the revenue shares will look like on the other side because you know um lithium hydroxide uh at the end product is selling for seventy thousand dollars a ton it's the, the profit margins are insane so uh, we don't see it slowing down anytime soon um Sayona has done a phenomenal job with their market cap going from 20 million to 2 billion in just under two years um and I, like i said we'll be hopefully part of a system that is canada's only lithium uh, producing mine uh, this year. Uh, they go online in, in, in early April. So with getting back to the question, the last 49%, we haven't worked out those dynamics yet. What we're really excited about is what happens with the first 51 in terms of us actually having revenues come in if we do decide and they allow us to go through their mine. Uh, one of the advantages of having strong paper in in in, in for them, for Sayona, is that, that you can raise capital in a non-dilutive manner. Um, and I guess that that's the arbitrage, isn't it? The 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 small value of Jordan relative to the uh, the fuller valuation um, of Sayona. Yes, and and one of the things that I think that we would like to impress upon investors is that you know um, by, buying a big company that uh, is very safe. Uh, you know, if you want the lift, um, I, I just don't see too many companies out there right now that have Jordan's potential to go from a twenty million market cap Canadian to. Uh, near term uh once we have a resource a reserve a feasibility and potentially putting our our ore through an existing and running mine uh, i just don't see too many companies out there that uh, have such uh upside potentially for investors and you, you you mentioned that you're going to try and increase the amount of marketing that you do to try and get to grow the reach of the company um forbes Ma forbes manhattan is a has got that ability hasn't it it's got it's got um a, a track record of promotion within the resources sector not always um uh, without controversy should we say um but how much are you going to lean on that relationship and is that going to work in your favor do you think well uh jordan's a standalone uh company we don't uh rely on other companies um for our marketing materials or promotion. We do everything in-house ourselves. We have our own very separate board. So this will go through, uh, including Brett from Sayona. So the marketing is very in-house. Um, so we we have our own decisions as a company with Jordan. And, and certainly with Sayona being now our partner, 
we have to uh, balance everything off them, what we want to do in terms of promotion, in terms of press releases, they look at everything we're doing. Uh, certainly the activities, once we have more substantive press releases, which we hope will be coming in the near term, uh, they'll be piggybacking off us and sharing them with their Australian counterparts and on uh, their side as well. And they have over 45,000 retail shareholders. So if we can start tapping into that database as say, Sayona 2 or mini Sayona, uh, with the same upside potential, and I think you'll see some real action in the stock. Great. Um, <clears throat> so, in terms of the catalyst this year, or, or rather, convert, as as a understanding uh, the company, um, I, I hear that you've got other areas of interest, other exploration properties, but really the kind of the, the main story is going to be uh, Valet, isn't it, for the for the bulk of this year? We, yes, we, we'd be crazy not to make this our focus because this is something that could actually take the company into production. Which, which is unheard of uh, in, in such a short period of time within one fiscal year. Um, remind me then of how you see the kind of the news flow developing over the next 10 months. So we, we see uh, the following. We'll announce uh, the drill program. Um, I think you'll see the drill program getting more and more robust. Uh, we'll announce uh, the plans with where we're going to drill. Uh, we are working on finalizing that right now as a team, and we're working in concert with Sayona. Uh, as long, along with Roger of Lemetra, who's our VP of Mining. Uh, I think you'll see in the not-too-distant future uh, our, a resource start to pull up. I think, as Andy said, there'll be some infill drilling and other things to get that into a reserve category. And I think we see a feasibility. And then I think that we will be able, knock on wood, uh, this is all best-case scenario, that we will be able to use the Sayona mining permit to bring our ore through their system. Just to come to the resource, are you? do you expect, the, um, perhaps this is a question for, for Andy, uh, what's the timing, do you think, on that? Do you think that's something achievable by mid-year or is it definitely in the second half of this year? I would say the second half of this year because we have to get all the drilling done, which is, as I mentioned, between twenty and 25,000 meters. Um, this is not just a single rig. This is two rigs, three rigs. And, um, yeah, we got to do a lot of drilling. Once once the core is drilled, you cut a log it and you got to sample it. You send it off to the assay labs. Um, assay labs have been a problem in, in the past years, especially during COVID. Their return time was a lot longer than anticipated or a lot longer than promised. Um, we will actually join Siona and, and the labs that they are using because they, they get special treatment, obviously, being a big mine and, and lots of samples that they send. So we piggyback on, on to Siona with that and hope to get the samples returned with the results much quicker than, than in the last three years. Um, but still, all of this takes a bit of time. And I would say in the fall, this is when we have to anticipate our resource. So safe to say Q4 rather than Q3. Yeah, to be safe, yes. Andy, how are you handling the resource modeling on this? You know, who's going to be doing the, the resource estimation? Have you got an in-house uh, expertise or are you working with consultants? We do not have in-house expertise and we made use of, a, of an external consultant until now. Uh, the moment we joined the forces with, with Sayona, we signed a partnership. Um, they made it very clear that they have experts um, that have done the the estimate on the mine and they would like to take over this this part of of the resource estimation i i know that so much of um modern working conditions can be you know modern working life can be achieved uh remotely and online i mean look at us here um but 
that there is also a benefit in having some face time. Uh, where are the Siona uh, headquarters, and where is the resource modeling done for uh, for, for for that for that company? Very very simple. Whoever does the resource estimate has to set foot on the ground and has to take some samples, him or herself, and send them off to make sure that the, the ballpark of, of the assay results is correct. In other words, whoever does the, the resource has to set foot on the ground. So it can't be too remote, can't be overseas, should be somewhere close. Um, Sayona, there, there's, a, there's a geologist or chief geologist sitting on the mine, and they have their VP exploration who is not far away, living somewhere close to Rwanda, and we actually regularly meet him on site. We have been out on several occasions, many occasions. Um, I actually intend to fly out the moment the snow disappears, and uh, with our project geologist, we're going to plan all the exploration on the other projects that are also important, and they also have funding, as, as I mentioned before. And uh, this is done on site. In other words, we are always on the ground. We are not just working remotely. Even during COVID, we've been like, Renee and I have been out. There was a press release with a, with a photograph taken of us in front of a drill rig. Yeah, good. Um, <clears throat> it's it's interesting, you know, talking about the timelines of, of what your kind of the, the value growth um, uh aim or the strategies for this year it's it it comes back to uh Sayona 2 you know valet being the 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 future tonnage for uh the Sayona mill the kind of the the, the 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 reinvigorated north american lithium mine um good well i look very much look forward to hearing the news watching your progress as you come along um and i look forward to seeing you at pdac and um other conferences along the road yeah, thank you, Berlin. And we should also note that we'll be at PDAC, obviously, uh, as, as well as you. But um, we will be uh, very close in sort of sitting with the Sayona booth, uh, sort of showing and strengthening the partnership. So letting people see that we really are a one team. Great. Good luck. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Well, uh...